Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headline for the day for sure is Ukrainian President Zelensky has arrived in Washington, D.C., is meeting now with President Joe Biden, expressing gratitude uh, for the support in so many different ways. And there is much more to come in terms of uh, what is done, what is said, what is asked for, and what might be received. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As always, we want to go beyond just the headline of the day. Uh, Historic as it is, there's a lot underneath the surface. And to help us do that, uh, grateful to have back on the program Paul McClearly, a defense reporter at Politico. He covers major defense programs, acquisition policy. Paul, thanks for jumping on. Thank you. Uh, So as you uh, look at this today, you had a great piece in Politico today uh, talking about some of the things that President Zelensky wants, uh, some of the things that he's unlikely to get as he has this interaction with President Biden. Uh, Give us some of the things on the list. What are the things that he is asking for and might get? What are some of those, uh, as you say, that he might not get? Right. Well, the big one since uh, February has been um, the Patriot missile system um, with, you know, to knock down aircraft, cruise missiles, ballistic missiles, things like that. And they're getting one, one Patriot system now will be sent um, in the coming weeks or months. I think the Ukrainians still need to be trained up on it. It's going to take a little while for, for that to happen. So also getting JDAMs, which uh, is like a kit that you can put on um, an unguided bomb. Um, attach it to uh, an aircraft, and it turns into a precision-guided bomb. So that that's that'll be a major uh, a major new acquisition for the uh, for the Ukrainians. What they still are looking for, and and have not got, as it's used them extensively in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and, and and in Somalia and places like that. Uh, also, they want the attackums uh, munition fired from the HIMARS rocket launching system. It can go about 190 miles. Um, they do have the HIMARS, U.S. HIMARS systems, about 24 of them, and with missiles that can go about 80 miles. The long range is what concerns the, the White House, because they're concerned that the Ukrainians will start firing these missiles at targets inside Russia, which would escalate the war. Um, the Ukrainians, you know, their answer is, how will, <laughs> how will the war be escalated any further than invading our country and trying to overthrow our government? Uh, but that, it's still a stalemate. Um, it doesn't. The White House has been very vocal about saying that attackums missiles would be a step too far. Um, mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen during during this trip. Yeah, so interesting to look at uh, all of those things and and the positioning of all of that. Uh, let's kind of zoom out for a little bit. Let's go up to, to thirty thousand feet, so to speak, and and look at some of the broader context uh, of this in terms of some of the uh, political positioning. Uh, both at home and abroad in terms of uh, this mission. We know that in about uh, an hour and 20 minutes or so from now, they'll have a press conference uh, with President Biden and President Zelensky. And then, uh, of course, a little later on, uh, President Zelensky will address a joint session of of Congress. So as you look at that, both uh, give us some historical context. Uh, What does it actually mean and what does it actually uh, lead to in the end? I mean, I think this is, uh, I mean, the White House had invited Zelensky last week, and then they, they accepted the Ukraine to accept on Sunday. So this is something that, that Biden had proposed uh, and wanted. Um, you know, there's a $45 billion package for Ukraine that is on Capitol Hill right now as part of the, the defense budget um, that will be voted on by the end of the year. Um, that is, that will pass. Um, there's bipartisan support in Congress, I and mean, there's 
some in Congress who, who vote against it. Um, it's a lot of money, uh, but that, that will pass. So this isn't really to, to kind of prime the pump for, for that. I think this is a broader um, message to Vladimir Putin as we're looking at the winter. The fighting is probably going to slow down somewhat, but it's going to become harder in many ways. Um, the front lines are really, really drawn. They're very static. The Russians are very dug in in the south and east. It's going to be hard for the Ukrainians to dislodge them. Um, there's obviously blackouts in Kiev and other major cities in Ukraine as the Russians hit um, the critical infrastructure. So I think this is a way for the White House to say you might not be getting all the weapons you want right away, uh, but we're behind you. Um, we're going to support you. And here, you know, come to the White House. We'll have a press conference address Congress and really throw U.S. support behind Ukraine. And it's also Europeans are also there's some concerns in Europe about funding Ukraine, about giving more weapons to Ukraine, just because some stocks are running low in, in Europe. And there's obviously high inflation everywhere. So I think this is a message to NATO allies as well, that um, the U.S. is in it. We're not going to go anywhere. We're not. There's been some talk about trying to push the Ukrainians toward negotiations with the Russians. I don't think there's going to be any of that talk over the next six hours. Uh, this is all about we're with you, behind you, um, as long as it takes. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So important to get to uh, to all of those components. I, I think it is an important message for those European allies, uh, many who, uh, as, as you pointed out, are looking at, one, the cost as they use their own stockpiles and then having to replenish those stockpiles uh, with uh, inflationary rates kicking in. And so that can be a challenge. Obviously, the energy situation as it relates particularly to natural gas uh, is a challenge for all of Europe in terms of, of how that all flows. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Vladimir Putin really weaponizing the winter, as he, as you pointed out, he, he's taking out the infrastructure pieces, uh, which, of course, is, is wreaking a lot of havoc uh, on the uh, individual Ukrainian families. Uh, and so the, the next question I want to ask you is is relating to we're 300 days plus uh, into this war, this invasion of Ukraine by Vladimir Putin. Uh, things are kind of bogging down for the winter uh, we do expect things to really ratchet up uh, in February or March. And uh, could we see uh, President Putin kind of going back at it uh, almost uh, as a reset uh, and go back at the capital city of Kiev? Do, uh, do you see that as part of that? And then how does this Patriot system and some of these other uh, systems that you talked about play into all of that uh, over the next few months? Yeah, the Ukrainians have been warning for about a week or so now that they expect there to be another large Russian um uh, offensive come come February or March or so, maybe late January, early February, while the ground is hard and they can actually move across across fields and things like that. It's unclear whether the Russians have the capability to do that right now. I know they had the big call-up a few months ago of uh, 300,000 soldiers. Um, a lot of those troops are still being trained or some were sent into, into, the, into southern Ukraine already so they can start rotating units. Um, the Ukrainians want to push... Further south, they want Crimea back, right? The Russians took Crimea in 2014. And um, the West has been, um, hasn't thrown vocal support behind the idea of Ukraine pushing further and taking Crimea back. 
Um, they'll be very tough to do. Uh, Ukrainians say they want every inch of territory back. The West says Ukraine is Ukraine, but they, they kind of stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is some negotiation still to happen and some, some disagreement, I think, about how far Ukraine can go, how far the West thinks they can go, um, and what the Russian response is going to be. I mean, uh, Sergei Shoigu, the Russian defense minister, t- earlier today said they're going to increase the size and funding of the Russian military by about 30 uh, percent, more troops, more weapons, things like that. That's easier said than done. Uh, but Russia is, I think, trying to trying to prepare themselves for the long haul here in Ukraine. And Ukrainians know it, and they're they're really asking the West and the United States in particular um, to help out in that long haul. Yeah, such a interesting dynamic. It will be uh, really fascinating to see what uh, takes place in the press conference, how long they go, what kind of questions get asked there, and then of course a very historic speech to a joint session of. Congress coming up later today. Paul McCleary uh, from Politico, uh, always appreciate your perspective on this as we look at defense programs, uh, all of those policies and all the interconnectedness of it all, uh, which we'll continue to see play out today. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right, again, that's Paul McCleary uh, from Politico and uh, great insight. There's so many nuances and so many things under the headlines as it relates to this visit by President Zelensky. uh, He started out uh, just in this little conversation uh, with some reporters in the room before he and President Biden went into uh, private discussions uh, in that he presented to the president uh, some medals that a Ukrainian soldier had earned uh, and said he wanted to pass these along to the American president. Uh, I think that is no small gesture. Uh, I think there is a great meaning and significance to that. Uh, President Zelensky understands all of these moments matter uh, in terms of perception, uh, in, in terms of a story that is being told both to the Ukrainian people, the story that is being uh, manifest to the Russian people and to the Russian military, and of course to the United States and the allies around the world. Uh, this is a, a really interesting time, and I think we're just warming up today. There is much, much more to come. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. Much more Inside Sources coming up next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.